Welcome to Top Advisor Marketing, where you will learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your practice. Brought to you by Top Advisor Podcasting, a done-for-you podcasting solution built just for trusted advisors. And now, your co-hosts of Top Advisor Marketing, Kirk Lowe and Matt Halloran. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. Today, we have somebody that I guarantee you have heard about. You've heard her name, you've seen her face, you've seen her posts on LinkedIn. In fact, she's probably spoken at a conference that you've been at. It is Marie Swift, President and CEO of Impact Communications. She has been a cornerstone of marketing and PR in the financial services industry as long as I can remember. In fact, Marie, I met you almost 10 years ago when I was working for Peak and you came and presented a PR. PR package to our our whole group there. And uh, I remember you walking out of me thinking to myself, wow, man, she's really good. And that was 10 years ago and you've gotten even better. So Marie, welcome to the show. Hey, I remember that day like it was yesterday. (laughs) That was an intense day, but I'm so glad we got that time together. That was a tough audience. Man, was it a tough audience. I couldn't believe, and, and that was my first experience in public relations or PR And of course, everybody knew who you were. And we had a couple of kind of unknown people who came in. But man, he was grilling you with some really tough questions. Yes, indeed. Well, bring it. You know, that's what I always say. <laughs> bring those tough questions. I'll try. <laughs> well, and I think you did a great job. And I I mean, you and I have crossed paths over and over again at different conferences. You know, I know that you do a whole bunch of stuff with different organizations, which we're going to talk about right now. And my favorite question to ask right out of the gate is, I want to know your history. How did you get involved in this? Why financial services? Help me out. Okay, so go back 30 years. Yes, I am that old. And (laughs) I was looking for my next big thing. I had been a caterer in Boulder, Colorado to a group of rock stars. So I used to hang out with Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, REO Speedwagon, Todd Rundgren. Those were my pals, right? So I was their caterer. I was backstage a lot. It was like wild days, right? That was a lifetime ago. So um, my husband and I got married in Boulder, Colorado, 36 years ago, and we moved to Orange County, California. And I'm thinking, okay, I can't be a caterer out here. I want to reinvent myself. I answered an ad in a newspaper for some kind of a, a financial services firm. I wasn't really sure what it was, but they hired me on the spot and they said, man, you've got catering skills, hospitality skills. We want you to come and be in our communications department. And that turned out to be one of the largest producing firms under the old Financial Network Investment Corp. Back in the days when there was not a fee-only fiduciary standard, it was just like fees and commission and we're independent. So I worked for that group, Worldwide Investment Network, for about five years, and then ultimately went out on my own. And you have been out on your, I mean, I mean that's how I've only known you is, is being out on your own. How did you make, so, so financial services communication, how did you move into really the marketing and branding and PR? Let's talk about that kind of journey that you've taken. Yeah, so I started doing that within Worldwide Investment Network. So there were 20 advisors and 20 staff people. We had a big fancy office in a high rise in Irvine, California. And so that's where I learned all of this because I was working with our outsourced agency. We had a PR agency in Orange County, California, and also an ad agency up in Los Angeles. So they taught me everything that I know today because I was their client. And at one point, my boss came in and Tony said, hey, Marie, I think you can do this better 
than the firms were outsourcing to. So I took it on and I just learned it. And then ultimately I had a life-changing event when I rear-ended a car going home to pick up my son when he was a little kiddo. And that kind of set my life on a different path. And that's when I decided to resign from corporate America and to hang up my own shingle as an independent consultant. Wow. It's amazing how little or large things like that can really make you reassess really who you are and what you're doing and open doors for you that have just consistently opened for you for so many years in financial services. Now, before we really talk about what impact does and what you do for clients, let's talk about what you're seeing works for advisors right now. I know you hear this all the time. In fact, I think you and I have talked about this last time we saw each other, which was at Market Research Council, by the way, it was the last time you and I hung out. And one of the things that I always love to ask is, you know, financial advisors, a lot of times are the best kept secret in their area. And I know you hear that from clients and prospects. What are you seeing right now, not necessarily in the stay at home section, but within the last couple of years that are working really well for advisors? Yeah. So digital marketing, obviously you've got to be wherever your best clients and prospects are cross marketing with your centers of influence. That's always a given that you need to be with your centers of influence and cross marketing with their audiences. So today, you know, we can do so much with digital and right now in the lockdown, we're doing everything digitally, right? So getting together for seminars, can't do that. So what's the alternative? Webinars, producing content, podcasts, books, white papers, infographics, quizzes, whatever you can do to get the word out. That's what we're seeing has consistently worked, has always worked, will continue to work, is authority, credibility, content, and creating your own platform so that you become known as a thought leader, not just a subject matter expert, but an actual thought leader. And if I may just add that that's one of my big bugaboos is thought leadership. Everybody says, let's do thought leadership, but really it's not. It's more like subject matter expertise. It's kind of everybody else's subject matter expertise, and it's not different at all. There's two things that you said there that I really want to dive into. And number one is cross-marketing, right? I've never, I actually, I'm sure you've coined that term. I have not heard that before. I absolutely love that. It's brilliant. And it really is truly what it is. I don't think advisors, Marie, have a lot of success with that because a lot of the people that they want to cross-market with are afraid to just market with one advisor because that's where they get a lot of their leads. How do you solve that problem? Well, you have to butter their bread on the same side that theirs is, right? So everybody can win together or sing together. And so if you have a compelling content module that would benefit their best clients or their prospects, if you talk to what's in it for them, they should come around and you can convince them that it's not about political boundaries or favoritism hey, you know, do this with me and then sure, go do something with somebody else who may be a competitor. But, you know, for instance, the attorneys and CPAs, they're always hungry for new business, right? And so if you bring a compelling content module to them and you can cross pollinate, that's the way to do it. And also I would just add, think outside the the boundaries. What are the non-traditional referral sources? Like, hey, um, real estate, bankers, or even feng shui artists, or people who are into wellness and health. One of my old clients found one of his best referral partners was a plastic surgeon. Because you know what, they all of their clients have money, right? Or they couldn't do plastic surgery. So they started doing events together, which I know would be difficult to do right now in the current market, but was wildly successful for both of them. Because you know, in the, the title of it was how to age gracefully. 
And the surgeon came in and talked about plastic surgery, and he came in about how to afford plastic surgery. Perfect, perfect thing. They worked very, very well together. But I love the fact that you talk about wellness and, and real estate. The more you can think outside of the box with that, you're going to be in a field all by yourself, right? Because you don't really truly have competition. Now, you also said, so compelling module and thought leadership. Let's talk about some of those compelling modules that you've helped your advisors create to get those COIs attention. Yeah. So right now we're working with a firm in San Antonio and they happen to know a pretty famous germologist. I guess that's a term, somebody who's fighting germs right now. It's super important, right? With light and you know antiseptics and all that. So they're bringing that guy who's an authority on that aspect of containing issues right now, the health issues that we have. And he's going to be a guest on their private client webinar. And they're inviting some of their centers of influence to also invite their friends and their clients. So that's one way to stand out. Now, not everybody has a famous germologist in their back pocket, right? But if you think about the other things that you could be bringing, okay, what do we need to be thinking about? Maybe it's about being more relaxed at home or being more productive with technology. The clients are starting to learn how to use Zoom and other things. Like I just did a Zoom with my mom who's in her 80s. And it was, you know, something wonderful at the end, but it was like pulling teeth to get there, right? So educating your clients about how to use technology and also just having a life that works in any circumstance. Like right now, everybody's challenged. What are you doing with any free time that you have? or to relieve the stress, bring that to your clients. PR is such a fun topic that I'm sure we could do 20, 30 podcasts on. But how do you all help people with public relations? I have found that a lot of advisors don't really even understand where to start. Would you mind, because you've been doing this for so long with so much success, small town advisor has a unique niche or niche, does a really good job, has very happy clients. Where should they go? Like if they hire you, what, where do you take them? Where, where, let, let's talk about step one. Well, step one, before anybody even hires us, is to study what other advisors are doing who are in the news. Why are they in the news? It's because they have a point of view. They have something to say. It's not just blah, 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 blah. Read what the good advisors are doing and then make it authentically yours. Don't try to be like them, but why are they always invited back in different news forums? And then study what the journalists are writing about. So I call it read and feed, but it could be watch and feed, listen and feed. Study what the journalists or the outlets, what they're writing about and don't pitch them stuff that's off topic because that's just, it's disingenuous and they hate that. So take an interest in the journalist's work and then send them an idea and don't call them, just send them an email. And over time, they triage that when they have time. And you might be surprised that you get a call or an email back from a journalist who would like to include you in one of their stories. I remember a long time ago, not a long time ago, a little while ago, reading an article from you about PR. This was before I merged with Kirk when I was still coaching. And you had said something like that. And so I went on Twitter specifically and searched up financial services uh, journalists and found a couple of different people. And because of that, uh, because of your advice, I ended up getting in the Wall Street Journal, which was absolutely fantastic. It was a goal of mine. Now, I could have really made it a lot smoother by just hiring somebody to do it for me. And let's talk about that. So, so you as a, as a PR person, as a person that all of our clients who all of our listeners can hire, what do you do for a client when it comes to PR? 
Yeah, so we always start with the basics, how to talk to the media in a way that's going to get you quoted. We call that media training, but it's really about etiquette. It's about being on point. It's about being articulate. Obviously, if you're in person, it's a different skill set on the phone, on a webinar, whatever you're doing to talk to the media, writing an email. And so we'll help with all of that, making sure that the message lands right on the other side and that our clients don't get misquoted because that's the big fear that every advisor has is this is risky. I'm going to be misquoted or compliance isn't going to let me use this. So we get ahead of that by thinking through what's the intended result and how we're going to help ensure that that happens. So media training. Media training is awesome. That was probably the best thing that I ever got when I was working with with Peak and in and, and subsequent years was to learn how to speak specifically to reporters because it's it's small bites of information. They might interview you for a half an hour, 45 minutes, and only use two sentences from you. And we also here believe firmly that podcasting from a voice medium and a talking point is a great way to practice for PR. So in fact, it also, we believe that it helps you connect more effectively with journalists because then they can look or listen to what you've done already and and understand that you're a known commodity. You know, every time that you podcast, Marie, it's it's just like going through your media training. It's practicing your talking points, making sure that you're communicating clear and very, very succinctly. Okay, so I've gone through media training. You've gone through media training. You hold media training. What's after that? So, so how do you take that great education, you know, making sure that you're camera ready, uh, making sure that you're, you're using those talking points and you stay on point, then what happens? So then there's pitching. You've got to pitch. Um, sometimes a journalist will find you because you've already established your platform, your authority, right? Like having a podcast, your own voice, or whatever your medium is, your own video series, or your own blog. All of that is discoverable. So more and more journalists are looking for the kind of sources and content they want in their stories. So be visible, be discoverable for what you want to be known for. But If you were to hire my firm, we would proactively study the outlets and the journalists that you want to be seen in or speak to, and we would pitch them. We would be very respectful about their time, but we would be adding value. And over time, firms like mine get known for particular areas of expertise or for experts, right? By bringing those good resources to personal finance writers or to industry writers who are, say, writing about practice management or financial technology. So we'll actually ping them and we'll either do a big net, like a big blanket cast, like ta-da, here's something that's coming out. Or we'll just narrow cast and we'll go to one, two, three specific writers and say, Hey, John, hey, Sally, we think that this would be of interest to you. And because they trust us, we have a relationship, we'll get better traction than an unknown entity. Yeah. And I love the fact that part of the PR game is is that long-term building relationships. You guys are, are such a huge resource to journalists and to news outlets because you're well, honestly, Marie, you're kind of doing the vetting for them, right? To make sure that you're going to bring somebody who can not only answer their questions, but do it well. Yeah, absolutely. And we make sure that we bring good experts who are prepared. They're not going to waste their journalist time. They're not going to be slimy and pitchy. Answer the question, give the journalist what they want. They'll come back to you and the halo effect is worth its weight in gold. You don't have to sell your product. 
it's implied that you know what you're talking about because you're in the article yeah, or totally. the podcast or the radio show or whatever it is. Now, do you, I, I just, I was thinking that I might've just put the cart before the horse here because you also do branding, right? So I'm assuming that you really truly want to help an advisor communicate her brand very clearly before we move into PR. Am I, am I correct there? Absolutely. You've got to have a strong foundation if you don't have good messaging and a good visual brand, which is really communication, right? It's not just eye candy. You have got to have a brand statement, a brand visual, a good online presence before my firm will even work with you. If you don't have that, we'll back up the truck and we'll say, let's go back and get these foundational elements in place because you got to look good. You got to look credible and you got to be on message. So we refine a lot of that for independent advisors who have gotten a little stale or will help breakaway brokers. Um, we'll do a lot of that kind of work for breakaways who are just now hanging out their own shingle. So what does that look like for them now that they're an entrepreneur where they've never been an entrepreneur before? What freedom. I love working with breakaway advisors because it's like the whole world has been opened up to them and they have eyes like children, like, oh my God, look at all this great stuff I can do. How long does it take for you to help somebody brand? It depends on where they're coming from. Okay. From scratch, it might take a month, two months. It depends on how responsive they are, but we're pretty proactive on my team. I have a team of 12 people. I have graphic designers and copywriters. And, you know, I know a lot of other people that we'll refer to or outsource to if we hit a bottleneck or if we're just not the right fit, right? So we might refer to your firm or with Kirk. You guys do great work on some of the branding and website stuff as well as the podcast and the content. So we're friends in that whole ecosystem. And so if we hit a bottleneck, we're going to refer it out to somebody we trust. You know, Maria, and I, I really appreciate that because we feel the same way. We absolutely love the network that we have built because you know, I was just talking to an advisor about this earlier on a sales call. It's not like pie, right? Just because you're successful doesn't mean I get less. No, that means we all win, right? And so we should totally look at things that way. And I love that you brought up fit. And I'm going to pause on that because not everybody, especially when it comes to branding, marketing, and PR, really resonates with your technique or our technique. I mean, that happens with us a lot. Uh, maybe it's a personality thing. Maybe it's the line of questioning. Maybe they just don't feel that connection, but you have to have that connection. When you feel that connection with your marketing, branding, and PR company, like the world is open to you. And so, I, I yes, there's lots of cross-referrals there uh, because I think you and I can both really agree on this. We have to help advisors rise above the noise. We have to help them truly get their message out into the marketplace because that's what makes well, that's what gets them the attention they need so that they're not the best kept secret in their area. Yeah, for sure. And you and I both know this, right? Advisors, for the most part, are really bad at marketing. <laughs> they are inconsistent. Yeah. They're a hodgepodge. They're scattershot. So one of the best things a marketing professional can do is to get clarity with them. What's their North Star? What's their value proposition? Let's be consistent with that. Let's get a plan and now let's work the plan. Because, you know, we talk about the three M's, your market, your message, and your medium. What advisors want to do is go to the third M every time. No, let's back up and talk about your market and your message and get that really flat, get it good and make it different. And then let's execute with those mediums, the methodologies that spreads the word. 
How do you help advisors find their their North Star? I might make this leap here, which might not be appropriate. And you can correct me on it if you'd like. But what makes them unique, we would refer to almost as a niche or a niche, right? When you're helping somebody with this entire process, so so you start with the brand, you really work on marketing, and then you can ultimately hopefully go to PR. What do you do with advisors who say, well, no, I want to be a generalist? Well, we drill down deeper, basically, because nobody can be a generalist and be successful. You can be a generalist, but you can encourage people to think about you differently so that they see you as a better resource. So you can serve a lot of different people, but you need to articulate what's different about you for culture, for character, for process. And when we dig deeper with advisors who say we serve pre-retirees and retirees, we find that there's something that's drawing people to them. Their best clients are seeing them for something around process, character, culture, and it's a psychometric. It's how people think. It's that tribe of people that fit again, that's going to draw the right people to the firm. So the North Star has got to be very clear, particularly as you grow and you've got lots of different stakeholders. And you know this from being inside of Carson, right? That's a huge organization and everybody has to have that North Star to understand if they're working towards the common objective and if they're going to be able to reach their goals. So it's complicated. And for us, we take the Socratic method. Mm -hmm. We talk a lot. We ask a lot of questions and we listen. And we usually have two or three and sometimes four people on my team listening and quizzing and listening and quizzing and probing and quizzing to get to the answer. And then we say, is this it? And they'll say, yes, no, Mm -hmm. or let's tweak it. And sometimes we arm wrestle a little bit. Kirk tells me all the time about the arm wrestling aspect of it, and I have to give you all of the props in the world because uh, that is not my area of expertise. Coming from a you know a really aggressive coaching standpoint, that was never something that I was able to handle with kit gloves. Now let's talk about marketing. All right, so we've talked about the brand, we've talked about the PR, and sandwiched in the middle is marketing. What are you seeing right now that is really really working uh, for your clients? Well, authority marketing, credibility marketing, being in the press, basically, and then harnessing all of that back through your email campaigns, your social media posts, whatever you're doing at your seminars, it's all highly leverageable and it creates that halo effect. So it's always where credibility marketing will continue to work because in a service business where trust is essential, you need to be seen having that social proof, if you will. And you can get that through social media through with tribes of people is also with the journalists. And the now we have all these citizen journalists like um, you, like me. We have our own channels. We have our own platforms. I don't work for a news outlet, but there's still social proof if you're hanging around with me or if people are hanging around with you in our podcasts or our content, right? So credibility marketing will continue to work. But I would also say, Um, Strong messaging right now is more essential so that you can stand out from your peers and, you know, take a stand and be a little bit more bold right now. People really need your help as an advisor. They're looking at their teams right now thinking, am I getting everything that I deserve right now when things are a little bit topsy-turvy? So there's money in motion and there's people looking for second opinions. So I would say push the second opinion aspect of what you do and be strong in your value proposition right now. It is still unbelievable to me. The advisors who are doing what you teach and what we teach 
how much business they're getting because Marie, they're still advisors even now who are underneath their desk, not calling their clients, right? And then all of a sudden you're the advisor who proactively calls a prospect that hasn't heard from their advisor with solid messaging, real value proposition, and really what makes them unique and different. They're gaining market share like you wouldn't believe. Amen. Amen. I just got off a call with one of our clients. They're brand new to my client circle at Impact Communications. And they said, now is the time for us to be on the offensive. We want to take market share. We want to help more people. We think we can do this better. And here's why. And they told us why. And I was convinced. So we're going to help them codify that for their organization and get out there more. But the one thing that they said that you just echoed or said before I'm going to say this is that calling people right now that human touch, you know, not everybody is taking that approach. They're sending emails and emails are impersonal. You, you know, if you have a relationship with somebody, you want to know that they really care. They're not just sending the company email to you. Somebody had asked me, well, Matt, what do I say? Which, which is, I think, a legitimate question, right? Because, you know, I'm not an advisor, so I'm not that in the trenches and the market's going crazy. And, you know, I know advisors are worried for their clients. And I said, why don't you just ask them how they're doing? Right? I mean, how crazy is that? First off, you know that they're going to answer the phone if it's their advisor, right? So we know that's a given because, oh, my God, my advisor's calling. The market's going crazy. You know, he or she has got to say something. And when you go in with that approach, just how are you doing? How is your family how are you coping like we did? Marie, we just did that before we started recording. How's your family? What's going on? You know, all of those sorts of things. It's just polite conversation and goes so far. So here's my favorite technique. You know, they're, they're sitting at home. You, you make that phone call and, uh, you know, the, the, the client hangs up the phone. And, of course, somebody in their house is probably going to say, well, who was that? Well, that was my advisor. Well, what did they want? <laughs> they just wanted to see how I was doing. You know, man, talk about marketing gold, in my opinion, that's marketing gold. Absolutely. And you know, um, another thing that could be effective beyond just an email is if you have to resort to an email, make it more personal. Maybe you can even embed a video. So one of our clients in Washington, D.C. is known for just turning on his webcam and doing an individual video for every single client. Hey, Marie, I was just thinking about you today. And it may be kind of the same message for Matt or Kirk or whoever else is in his client, but he'll record those messages and say, I wanted to get this to you quickly. And, you know, I'll call you later to follow up. I want to see how you're doing. But I just want you to know we've got your back. We're watching out for you. And so, you know, call me. I'm here for you. And by the way, Sam and the dog or whoever in their life, we're hunkered down in whatever, you know, and just be be human. It's amazing. Just being human makes such a huge difference. Now, I'm going to be really human with you here because, you know, I prepare for these podcasts and I always get super excited when I'm going to talk to somebody who I just, I love what you do. I love where you come from. I love what you do for our community. But I always miss something. So was there a question I should have asked you that I didn't, or did I miss something in my line of questioning? What do you think? You know, um, not really. You're a great interview host. I love talking with you, Matt. But I would just say, uh, thinking about what it's like right now, I would just add that it's kind of like walking through the fog. The good thing about fog is you can keep walking and you can see as far as you can see, but you keep walking as best you can, even if it feels a little murky. So, you know, wherever you're at in your marketing journey, I would just encourage our listeners, keep walking. Don't stop. Don't stop now. Carry on. Be calm. Be confident and work a plan and get out there and be more human. Nice. 
Well, I'm sure you're going to get calls from this podcast. So what is the best way for people to reach out to you and your team at Impact Communications? Well, you can just Google me. I'm the most popular Marie Swift on the World Wide Web. I'm not the makeup artist. I'm not the poet. But you'll find me if you put in financial services or financial Marie Swift. But I also have my blog, which is super easy to remember. It's my name, MarieSwift.com. And I am bringing what I call Swift chats. They're little video chats with some people that I find are doing interesting things to help advisors in the financial planning profession. And so that's my little way of giving back is to have lots of free resources on my Marie Swift blog and also on my news page. I would encourage anybody who's listening to this to go to my news page because I'm interviewed a lot. And then I always repost those interviews and links to the articles or podcasts on my news page. And you can learn a lot just by reading those articles and looking at the links in the content. We will make sure that we have links to all of that in our show notes. Marie Swift, CEO of Impact Communications. Thank you so much for being a wonderful guest. My pleasure. If you have not subscribed to the podcast, make sure you click that subscribe now button below. And if you have any topic ideas that you would like us to cover here on the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast or any guest ideas, please make sure you email me at matt at topadvisorm. So for Marie Swift and everybody here at Top Advisor Marketing, we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Are you ready to change the way you communicate with your clients? Are you tired of being the best kept secret in your area? Learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your business. Contact us today and see what the power of podcasting can do for your business. Click on the Contact Us link on our website at topadvisormarketing.com and set up a call to learn more. Follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook for more updates and information. This was brought to you by iris.xyz, a platform helping financial professionals become better in business and life through new media and new voices. Visit them and learn more at iris.xyz.